from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. And we are uh, coming to you live uh, on location from San Antonio Startup Week. Um, joined uh, by one of the catalysts here in our San Antonio startup ecosystem, Kat Dizon, uh, who is with uh, Alamo Angels, our local angel investment network. Uh, we will talk about that uh, coming up with her as well as uh, Active Capital. But we're going to start this program off, Kat, uh, going back. So the two of us met uh, probably a decade ago now, huh? somewhere around there. Yes, yes, it has been. About yeah, so this is uh, back as, as we do cybersecurity on this program. So I was talking with, with her before we, we started here, and I said, we're going to go back and tell a kind of a war story. So she was account management for big customers and also uh, ran incident management at Rackspace, a huge hosting company here in San Antonio uh, for years. And I said, this is, there's got to be a story of the time where you had to make that awkward phone call to somebody, letting them know something bad had happened to their website. Right. So first, thank you so much for having me uh, on the podcast. It's really exciting to be here and share stories. And also, I'm very excited about all the activity that's going on in San Antonio. So, uh, But taking it back to Rackspace, there was one particular incident that I had to run where I did have to make a call to a political official because um, his website was um, taken over. And uh, there was basically a ransom that was put out. Um, which is probably not something you would like to have as far as coming in as a 7 p.m. call uh, having to deal with uh, this type of issue. But unfortunately, this is business as usual when you're working on websites, infrastructure, you're a political figure, and um, you're a target. Uh, so making that call, making sure we did everything we possibly could to uh, manage it as best as we could, bring them back up to speed and let uh, the personal uh, management of what was going on. But I, I think when people think about websites and, and those that come in to do some harm, you don't realize how it, it can actually hurt you personally. Um, and being that high profile, very big target on yeah. your back. Step one, do not make anonymous mad at you. Yeah, because they're persistent. And if you have a motivated, persistent attacker, or in the case of anonymous, potentially hundreds of thousands of attackers, one of them's gonna figure out how to cause problems with your website. And it's not hard to figure out who's hosting you these days. So it's, it's like just looking it up in a phone book on how to get to you and, and get to your critical points. Yeah, now the, the, some of the benefits of the internet is you can see what's going on and some of the drawbacks of the internet is the bad guys can also see what's going on. So how did you make the transition from the incident risk management and all of that stuff into the, the venture capital and, and investing world? So I had been doing business operations. I was a business operator for 10 years here in San Antonio and then decided to jump both feet into IT. Coming through, I already had customer success, new compliance and operations, uh, then decided I had a good understanding of how businesses worked. Uh, so I moved over to the corporate strategy and development group at Rackspace doing mergers and acquisitions with yours truly, Mr. Brett Pyatt. Um, going into the startup ecosystems nationwide, trying to figure out what companies best aligned with Rackspace. 
were they the right fit, the right culture, the right enhancement to our portfolio, and getting into the integration portions, I got a real good taste of what startup life is like, and I wanted to be working very closely with startup companies, helping them accelerate their growth. Now, that's uh, interesting, the, the, the buyer side of the deal flow. So you started there at that kind of the, the end game for most startups. Most people here kind of dream to get that phone call from a, a corporate development group um, at a, a big company. Um, and, and then, uh, and I, I guess now in your world, you hope for your, your investments in your portfolio to, to get that phone call. Uh, Absolutely. But don't let Brett fool you. I mean, Brett was on the other side of the table working those terms and deals and he yeah. was an awesome negotiator. Um, but we keep in mind with the startups that we're working with, we want the best for them and being there on their big day of acquisition is, um, fulfilling on both sides of the table. Yeah, that's the, so one of the, the tips for startup out there, if you do get that phone call from the corporate development person, their day job is to buy companies for the least amount of money possible. They are trained negotiators. They are trained to get that deal, the best deal that they can get for their employer. If you are not a trained professional negotiator in selling businesses, you should not be sitting across the table by yourself negotiating with that corporate development professional. So as you're going along there, and this this goes into even in the, the fundraising rounds, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, how do you set terms for your business, how do you decide what kind of money you would take and at, at what type of valuation. Um, but uh, yeah, get professionals involved um, and have an expert there on your side. I mean, people won't often buy and sell a house without a real estate agent, but you will buy or sell your business without one. It's just a scary thought. Hopefully your business is worth more than a, a home one of these days in the future when you're getting that phone call. So Kathy, uh, Alamo Angels and the, the angel network that we have here in San Antonio now. So um, Geekdom started seven years ago. This is—is is this the third year for Startup Week? Somebody, third year. This is the third year. I just got confirmed by Matthew back there in the back of the audience. Uh, so we've had that around for a while. How long has Alamo Angels been around? So Alamo Angels has been around for two years. We um, initially opened as San Antonio Angel Network, so it's the SAN Network. And early this past year, we decided to do a name change to Alamo Alamo Angels. Um, I've been with Alamo Angels as a member since last December um, and uh, learning more about the angel investing community here in San Antonio, I needed to do more. I wanted to be a part of the engaged group uh, of these angel investors and it's basically what drew me to take over as executive director last month for, for the network. Yeah, so Bill Schley there in the back of the audience, a successful rebrand, they're rare. Yeah, we're getting a good laugh out of Bill. So if, if for those listening on the radio and not here in the uh, Startup Week base camp, uh, the Brand Brothers, uh, another San Antonio podcast and uh, program, was just uh, recording an episode right before us. And one of the uh, hosts of the program there was talking about uh, when is the right time to rebrand your, your business. And it's usually only a uh, very few set of circumstances. You'll have to listen to Bill and his co-host Lorenzo to uh, learn the rest about that. But uh, Alan Angel is very successful uh, on this and uh, the network's growing. Uh, and so from a cybersecurity perspective, so we see 
um, Alum Angels, all sorts of, of companies come through. Do you have cybersecurity companies that uh, are reaching out to you about getting funding? So funny enough, no. And I was just telling Ben in the audience, you know, I, I'm trying to do more in, in, in investigations of why we're not getting pitched by cybersecurity companies. You know, based in San Antonio, there's a lot of veterans in the population. We know that they're coming out of the cybersecurity areas. I'm, I'm curious where there is funding. Now, being a veteran, there are a lot of opportunities through grants and other organizations, but I would love to see more pitches coming through, through for cybersecurity opportunities to invest. Yeah, and that's one of the interesting things, I think, with angel investors as well, that um, when you're talking to a, a venture capitalist, usually the venture capitalist is investing other people, limited partners, their money. Um, and so that venture capitalist has to really be laser focused on making a profitable investment. Whereas some of the angels uh, out there, they're investing their own money. And if they believe in your story, they like your background, they like, they'll take more of a swing and a risk. And I think if some uh, veteran-founded businesses here in San Antonio would be a popular thing in front of the Angel Network. So if you're out there uh, listening and you're going, you know what, I've got an idea that I want to get going. It's starting to scale. I think we need to raise 100000 or 200000 or $500,000. Uh, you should be reaching out to Alamo Angels to talk to them about that. I agree. And the, the thing about being an angel investor, it's a very emotional investment for them. It's their own personal money. They get very close to the startups. Typically, our angels have expertise in various backgrounds, you know, maybe in high finance, um, in law. Um, so their background is very, very broad. They can offer beyond the capital additional resources, mentoring. Um, and I find that our angel investors are hoping to do that beyond their uh, monetary investment. Yeah. So uh, what's the kind of ideal profile? Like if you were looking on the, the Alamo Angels website and you were going to get somebody to come in that was ready to to talk to your investment network and pitch, what's the, the ideal profile of a company? So the ideal profile is we want them to be re revenue generating. We want them to really understand their market. Uh, we tend to see companies that tell us what they're solving for, but they're casting such a wide net. We don't really know what their market is or really simply put what their business proposition really is to us. Um, we also care about the founding team. Uh, we want to make sure that it's the right person and it's not only a product market fit, but it, founder product fit. Is this the person that's actually going to take this company to the next level, level and offer a, you know, a, a very reasonable return? Yeah. So uh, should they already be incorporated? Oh, good question. Yes. Um, Alamo Angels only invest in C corporations. Tax laws have recently changed to where LLCs are not very favorable for us to invest in. And that might actually be another show to kind of go into. Yeah. Um, but you, you've got to make sure that you're staying abreast of all the tax treatments. And from an investment perspective, we want to make sure that it's the right structured business for us to be able to invest in. So C-Corp, but you, you could incorporate in Texas or Delaware or California or wherever you don't uh, select against any specific states. Right. Delaware is preferred, but um, as long as you're C-Corp, that's something we can work through. Okay. And then um, do you need to be in business for a year, two years, five years, or could you have incorporated yesterday? 
you, you could have even been an LLC on Monday and tomorrow you're going to be a C Corp. I mean, those conversions are very common. Um, the time is really not, um, there's no time measurement required. What we're wanting to see beyond uh, the revenue generation is, you know, are you starting to see traction? Are you having month over month growth? Are you starting to see uh, that propulsion to where we know it's time? And also, finally, I should have mentioned, we also want to know what is the major plan that you're going to do with this investment? What is it going to get you? And is it going to get you to that next level faster? So if if I wanted to open a restaurant, angel investment, not angel investment? I would want to take a look at the plan. Believe it or not, we have a lot of angel investors that already have restaurants yeah. located around the city. So we might actually be able to offer you more than just the capital. It could yeah. be advisement at that point. Yeah. So it, it typically, yeah, if you wanted to open up one restaurant location and never wanted to grow your business, might not be great. But if you wanted to build the next Shake Shack, I am certain there are people probably in Alamo Angels that would have loved to have been the first money into that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, across all industries then, so as you said, cybersecurity companies not coming out of the woodwork. Hopefully some of our listeners here uh, to this program uh, will reach out to you because I think there's uh, cybersecurity product companies and we've had some of them from San Antonio uh, here on the program in the past. Um, InfoSight um, and uh, Chris and some of the members of his team came to talk with us. Uh, you can listen to uh, the rebroadcast and replays of that um, on any podcasting service out there. So if you have a favorite podcasting service uh, that you use and if you cannot find our, our program on that service, uh, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. Let us know. We will get the content up there and we will also get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt. If you have an event where we should go on location, uh, let us know. Um, we've been uh, out at the uh, Mayor's Cyber Cup before talking to some of the Cyber Patriot teams here in town. Uh, now we're, uh, this is only I think our second out of more than 100 episodes that we've gone on location. My producer is nodding at me. Going from um, angel investment up to venture capital investment. So like, what's the, the real big differences there from a, a company? So as a company comes to talk to you, how do you know which road to, to guide them down? So again, we need to know how the company is performing. When you're going for venture dollars, it's a whole nother conversation. Instead of talking about you know, convertible notes, we're talking about price rounds. We're talking about taking a good portion of, not good, but a sizable portion of your of your of your company at least 10 percent we request a more a like 20 seat. to 40 most of the time right we're just we be prepared out there listeners depending on the size uh, for uh, active capital we structured our firm to be leading seed rounds which means we take at least 50 percent of the round uh, we set the terms we take a board seat we work very closely with the founding team um, even after we fund we are extremely to our name active we do monthly reviews we hold board sessions um, we work very closely to nurture and accelerate those companies that we invest in um, and we're already having really good success yeah. So some of the things, if you're if you're running your own company right now and you, you've bootstrapped it, you funded it yourself, um, you might not even be having board meetings because like you're your board. Um, it might be you and your co-founder or your co-founders. 
And really, uh, a board meeting is every time you all get together and you start having a conversation about the business, that's a board meeting. As soon as you bring in um, institutional investors, venture capital, um, even the angels, if it's not just convertible notes, if there's an equity investment with the angels, um, expectations will change around on some of those things on how the the business runs. So uh, with the super early stage companies, as you said, Kathy, you do, uh, you do uh, monthly board meetings? Right, for, for but but going back to the very beginning, due diligence is a real process and procedure for venture capital firms is we dig into everything to make sure that your house is in order, starting with your structure, um, your stock share, your stock plans, um, checking each employee. Like it's, it's very thorough because we have a fiduciary duty to make sure the investments we're making is a solid investment for our fund and for our limited partners. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. We try not to take too much time and allow you to run your business, um, but it is there, that is that fine tooth comb uh, that we tease out everything about a business before we make an investment. Yeah. yeah. Step one, get a network security scanner, scan your own website, because if not, they'll scan your website while you're going through and doing it. But that's just one of many different aspects. Uh, every once in a while, we, we found a couple of cybersecurity problems when we were doing diligence on different things at, at Rackspace. Can't say specifically which businesses, but there were a couple where we're like, kind of like this business all up until the point we really didn't like the business anymore. Um, and that's not the phone call you ever want to get as a founder um, from either your investors or that, that buyer at the end of the story. Um, that's not the time you want to find out you have a problem. So, yeah, your security posture is of the utmost um, importance when we're going through diligence. So those, those monthly board meetings. Um, do they last 20 minutes? Do they last two hours? Like, we'll give, we have some of the folks out here who have never gone through that. They've, they've never operated that structure. A little bit of, of kind of what are the expectations? Sure. So uh, typically it's, it's, a monthly, it's a monthly review, but we manage it like a board. So we're priming and positioning the founder CEO to become better at this process. It's about 60 to 90 minutes. We tell you exactly what we're looking for. It's a run through of the business, who your new hires are, what's your strategy, new marketing highlights, and what's next? How do you move forward? Um, if you're not at 10% month over month growth, what's the plan to get there? And we do this every month where you start getting primed on exactly what your business is, and we're priming you to get you ready for that Series A as you move forward. By the time you get there, you've got all your ducks in a row ready to go to present a true board. Yeah. And 10% month over month growth. So like, if you think about that, when you make, I don't know, let's say $100 one month and you've got to get to 110 the next month, that's not that hard. When you start to make $100,000 and you have to get to 110000 the next month, that starts to become more difficult. And really to, so for the, the series A investment expectation, the business will be up to a hundred to 200,000 of monthly revenue. Somewhere in that about range, probably 000. about a right. hundred thousand. So that's the kind of vision. If you're going to look at it, getting a seed round from a, a venture capital investor that focuses in the seed area, your plan should be to grow that business at least 10% a month up to the point where you're making more than a million dollars a year. And you should have sustainable plans to continue that growth with more capital from another set of investors to keep it up and going uh, after that well on into the future. 
This is way better than normally when we're in studio. Our studio is uh, across the way up here on the second floor. We thought it was going to be a brilliant place to put a, a studio to record a CyberTalk program. As most of the cybersecurity companies in San Antonio aren't in downtown. They're scattered out all over across the city, and I wanted to bring uh, those folks to see what's going on down here. And this is why it's, it's fun to see Startup Week going on and seeing... Uh, another event that's bringing uh, lots of people into this tech corridor that's uh, becoming activated up and down Houston Street and really spilling over into other buildings all across the area. Cat, uh, some uh, the active capital um, portfolio companies. Um, some of them are out there. You've announced some of them at this point, or at least they've they've leaked out. If they're not supposed to be on the radio, then you can just tell me to ask another question. But uh, are there any success stories or like kind of rising stars you could talk about? Give somebody an example of what does a, a, a good company that's doing the right things look like? Well, I, I can't tell you about Active Capital, but I can tell you about a rising star from Alamo Angels. That sounds great. That Active Capital has invested in. Okay. Um, but I'm going to tell you this story about it because it's one of my favorite stories. I was at the Christmas party for Alamo Angels in December, and I had just arrived at the party when a gentleman approached me and said, I know who you are and I know who you work for. I have to tell you about my company and about me. And as he pitched me at a Christmas party, he was smiling ear to ear. He couldn't wait to tell me the next thing about his company and how great it was. And I pictured this man getting out of bed every morning with this big smile on his face, walking to work. And the more he talked about his company, the more I wanted to hear about it. I was actually very energized after speaking with him. And I'm a high energy kind of person, so he did a great job. And I walked over to the partner uh, that was there at the party with me and I said, you have to speak to this gentleman because I'm all excited and I'm still learning about what he does. Now that was last December and at that point I didn't know the business or who he was. But now you can't walk too far down the street without hearing about Funnel AI or three comma because he is loving what he does, but now I know what the smiling was about. He knew he was sitting on something really fantastic. So his company, Funnel AI, is a, it's a selling, social selling platform. And what it does is it allows businesses to receive high quality leads from Funnel AI to go and close those company, I'm sorry, close those customers. And it takes machine learning and artificial intelligence to make the connections from the businesses to those potential customers in real time. It's really sophisticated. And I'll tell you, in December, I didn't really understand it until the business started to develop. They focus on two different categories. They focus on dealerships, so the auto industry, as well as real estate companies. And they're helping those business industries find potential customers. Their conversion rate is 40%, and that means they're actually closing at a higher rate these days. So very exciting. I love the story because Shri was from Austin that moved to San Antonio, was part of the Real Co. Accelerator program, and has been doing phenomenal work growing month over month. And I won't share numbers, but company is doing very well. And to me, that's a great San Antonio success story. Yeah, the, the, you, can, you can nod or, or not, Shri. Did you just hire a, your first VP of sales? 
Yeah, so he's, he's uh, in the back of our, our live audience here as well. And he's um, still smiling, everybody. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, so for those of you on the radio that can't see it, he was smiling before Kat started telling the story. He smiled all the way through. And yeah, um, so being a, a startup CEO, you can still keep a smile on your face. He is proof. Um, so we're going to head into a, a break here, news, traffic, and weather. Um, we're going to talk with the audience a little bit, uh, what you want to hear from us in the second half of the program. We'll give chance uh, to our folks a chance to grab a, another drink uh, or to grab some cookies over there. I may go Famous Amos again here in a moment. Uh, they are not a sponsor of the program, but if you wanted to send me cookies, I will mention you more often on the air. Um, if you're listening to us on the radio and you just turned on right now, this is uh, CyberTalk Radio. We are live from San Antonio Startup Week's base camp at the corner of Houston and Soledad in downtown San Antonio. Uh, it's a, an annual uh, conference. This is its third year. Uh, it's all about startups and uh, startup scene and startup activity here uh, in our city. Uh, you can learn more about it by picking your favorite search engine, whether that's DuckDuckGo if you're a paranoid cybersecurity person, or Google if you just want them to know everything about your life. Uh, yes, we do tell jokes on the radio every once in a while as well. Uh, uh, you can also uh, learn a little bit more. Kat just mentioned RealCo. Uh, we've had the, the team uh, on the program uh, before talking about that accelerator, uh, what its criteria is, and how to get uh, an application in there. You can find uh, more information uh, on it uh, on your favorite podcasting service or on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. And we will be right back uh, after the news, traffic, and weather uh, with CyberTalk Radio. Halfway there. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. We're coming to you uh, on location from San Antonio Startup Week Base Camp at the corner of Houston and Soledad in our tech district in downtown San Antonio. If you were listening to us uh, on 1200 WAI uh, after a little basketball game tonight, thank you for sticking with us uh, through that news, traffic, and weather update, and uh, hopefully the traffic's not too... Uh, snarled out of the parking lot and you're uh, on your way home to celebrate a uh, victory here for our local team. Not really sure if I'm allowed to mention their name in the program, so we'll just talk about them in vagaries. Cybersecurity people are good about being vague anyways. Um, if you have been listening, then you know my um, guess this week is Kat Dazon from uh, Alamo Angels and Active Capital. If you did just tune in right now, you can catch the rebroadcast of this. It'll go up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, October the 30th. It'll also go out there on to uh, all the podcasting services on the internet, and we really mean all. Uh, if you have a, a podcasting service you listen to your podcast through and uh, you cannot find CyberTalk Radio there, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we will 
fix that, uh, get our content added, and we will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt. While we were wandering around here on location, I had a couple of questions from the audience uh, during the break. Uh, we're going to just divert off topic here for a second, but then we're going to uh, circle back and talk uh, with Kat about uh, women entrepreneurs uh, in the ecosystem and uh, some of the things that she's seeing going on uh, here in San Antonio and some of the things she would like to help uh, promote and encourage uh, out there. So one of the questions I had was about healthcare tech and, and um, data privacy with related to medical records, um, ransomware in hospitals and other places. So we've talked about this on, on the program a couple of times, but um, there's different types of information out there. Uh, your medical record is one that's uh, made out of facts. Like if you had shoulder surgery like I did in uh, 1990-something or other, uh, it's a little while ago now, I can't change that. Like that's a, a true piece of information. It was confidential until I just told you all here on the radio. It's not confidential anymore. Uh, but it, so you can, with a fact, it can either be confidential or public. In public, it might be shared with everybody or a certain group of people. Once it's out there, you can't put it back. And then there's other things like credit card, the numbers. If that gets compromised in a way where the information is being used wrong. You just cut it up, you get a new credit card number issued, you change your bank account number and you can move on. So protecting medical records or things that contain confidential facts have to have a whole different level of security. And they've uh, tried to do this through both uh, industry regulation uh, on themselves as well as public policy through uh, some of the, the laws related to HIPAA. So while you have all of that, we still see these these medical record breaches. And, and the, the question really from the audience is like, what are we doing about this? Or how do we, we keep these folks uh, online? There was a, another, there was a trauma center in Southern California, 140 bed uh, hospital um, and ICU effectively that uh, ended up ransomware and they had to pay the ransom and, and you go it's not great to pay money to criminals but um, it was either pay the ransom or not be able to have access to the computers that are monitoring the life support statistics of all the patients in this ICU. So um, yeah, if you're a cyber listener out there, you, um, I would love for you to apply, go work in healthcare to do things, to uh, try to help those hospitals and clinics and everyone do all the things they can do to protect uh, the medical information of uh, all of us out there. Because uh, once it's out of the box, there's no putting it back uh, in. And your medical records, you go, well, you know what? There's nothing in my medical record I really care about if, if other people find out. Well, it's not exactly true. Your medical records have your birth date. They have your social security number. They have your previous address. They have your current one. They might even have, depending on how long you've been with that doctor, could have three or four previous addresses. You start checking off this list of information and all of a sudden that's all the things you need to apply for a loan. Uh, so folks have had their medical records stolen and they found out they owned a house in Ponte Vita, Florida, because uh, somebody stole their identity and took a mortgage out and, and bought a house with it. And uh, you go, well, that's not fine. Okay, I'm, I'm happy to own a house in Florida. I'd love to go vacation down there, well, except the fact that they took out a home equity line of credit on it and took all the money and, and the mortgage you have on this house is uh, and the line of credit drawn against the house is way more than the house is worth and all that debt's in your name. So these things happen to folks all the time and, and this is the where you, you look at, at something like a medical record or those other things that have uh, valuable information in it and we, we need to be doing uh, all we can to, to keep it protected. So, Kat, I'm going to go on to the the side of the 
women here in our San Antonio entrepreneurial ecosystem. So uh, I know you you spoke on a, a panel recently at a, a breakfast all about this. Would love for you to share some of that with the audience and then just uh, the mic is yours to, to talk about where you want to go on this topic. Sure. So working in the investment industry for the last year, um, it's only been in the last six months where we're starting to see a localized explosion of female founders coming through for investment. And there are some really great ideas, diverse backgrounds that are finally making the startup scene. And um, I have a watch list of those female entrepreneurs because I want to see them progress and make sure to become a resource for them. So the first person on my watch list is Raman Lane. Robin Lane is a field biologist who has risen through the ranks in the oil and gas industry. And what makes her so special is not only does she have this scientific experience, she knows how to navigate federal and state regulations for compliance. And she is now a CEO and co-founder of Transect, which is a, an environmental tool, reporting tool, that allows land developers to understand the land that they're about to build on and understand potential risks that they need to be aware of. Because of her expertise and her knowledge, this resource is um, invaluable to those companies, not only oil and gas, but solar, any type of land development that is going on, and she is seeing major success. And I love the fact that, again, is uh, uh, an Austin native that came to San Antonio for the resource, the mentoring, the investment, and is already starting to see really accelerated growth through the support she's getting from our community. Yeah, no, that's a, a great business that's getting up and going. Uh, I'm seeing things out there, and I know many folks in the real estate development community that have um, pretty excited about how much easier uh, that is than the way that they used to go gather data about a potential piece of property that they were looking to buy. Yeah. And the other on my watch list, which I think would be really special for uh, cybersecurity folks, is um, her name is Melissa Unsell-Smith, and her company is called Rectify. She's a co-founder with her mother, and it is a redaction software that she positions towards um, companies that do mergers and acquisitions, law firms, medical practices, to offer the redaction solution when you're sending paperwork through to other third-party um, companies to reduce the risk of having any personal information leaked out. And again, based here in San Antonio and having success going through their first round of funding, starting to get a lot of support and um, nurturing and mentorship from our community. So we hope to see big things from their company. Yeah, and a former guest of CyberTalk Radio. So uh, she's been on the program talking about Rectify and what they're working on there. So if you're listening to this and wanted to learn more about Rectify, you can uh, find us on iTunes or uh, I, I use Pocket Cast on my Android device. No, they're not a sponsor, but I'll plug them anyways. It is a paid app. It's a really nice podcasting app. Um, I think all the cool kids are using this thing called Stitchers now. I think it's on like iPhone and Android. I'm not that cool, though, so I'm still on Pocket Casts. 
Pocket Cast. I hope I didn't hurt your feeling by not calling you as cool as Stitchers. Uh, and you can also go to our website. Uh, you can even go to YouTube if you wanted to see a still photo of me uh, along with my guest. Uh, we do not record video on CyberTalk Radio uh, for a good reason. Um, yeah, there's only so much of... Uh, this you could actually watch live and uh, James my producer likes to have a a real life and if I made him do video we'd need three cameras and so that way when I'm doing whatever I'm not supposed to be doing that you could cut to some other angle so uh, on the yeah we've had some other um, cybersecurity women entrepreneurs on uh, Angel Crockett her company Inflow National Security Um, that was a a fun one a little bit scary if you want to hear about uh, weaponized drones um, she does national security stuff but there were some newspaper articles about weaponized drones so she's allowed to talk about things that end up in the newspaper Um, she can't really talk about most of what her company does but if you do have a security clearance and you want to work for some people on some really cool stuff um, you could work for her or many of the other companies here in the San Antonio area on the cybersecurity side of things and I, I think the shared feedback that I'm getting from these female entrepreneurs is they're pleasantly surprised about all the collaboration, the network expansion that San Antonio is so good about doing. You know, you meet somebody and they want to introduce you to three more people and then three more people. And then before you know it, you've got an amazing network of supporters that are championing you sharing in your mission and wanting to be part of your success. And, you know, they're coming from markets such as Houston and Dallas and Austin. So we've, we're creating the right type of culture to really promote these startups from within. And I'm just very proud and glad to see that our female founders are certainly taking advantage and, and leveraging all they can. Yeah, I guess I can I can keep thinking of more here. The, yeah, uh, Realco and the accelerator there. We've talked about Realco on CyberTalk Radio, but uh, Deer Duck, um, uh, one of the uh, companies there, yeah, she relocated from Houston to San Antonio, um, and they're having a, a great holiday season, I think, here. They do a lot of uh, data and really interesting information stuff for retailers. Yeah, she's uh, starting her own category, BFO, Buying for Others. Um, she leverages AI with a lot of her uh, data pairing and matching uh, between the um, big business into their customers and understanding how you effectively buy for others and be successful with the gift giving. Yeah. And and so this is, I I think, one with many of these female entrepreneurs as well. It's not that it, it, I would say that they're founding businesses that highly technical, highly complicated uh, businesses with like transect, very analytical, very uh, complex regulatory compliance and uh, Deer Duck AI and things going on there, Angel's business um, stuff that's, yeah, we can't talk about on the radio, but really complicated, really advanced things. Um, so for the female listeners out there in the audience, I would say, uh, yeah, don't believe that uh, you have to do something fluffy and pink if you're going to be a female entrepreneur. You can do all the same hard cybersecurity technical stuff that anybody else can, and potentially you can do it even better. So you're listening to 1200 WAI. This is CyberTalk Radio. Uh, we are on location from San Antonio Startup Week. I'm joined by Kat Dazan, the executive director of Alamo Angels. Uh, uh, she also works with uh, one of two venture funds that are uh, headquartered here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, called Active Capital. Uh, the other one is the uh, Geekdom Fund. It's uh, kind of uh, related to the geekdom ecosystem and community. It's not 
part of geekdom though it's its own separate thing um it's a little bit of name confusion it's always fun for folks but uh geekdom is a co-working space uh here in downtown san antonio with over a thousand members it's been around for seven years now um it's on uh, in the building across the street from where we are at base camp here of san antonio startup week and uh just uh, joined here in the room by one of the organizers of San Antonio Startup Week, Matthew Espinoza, who also has a startup of his own. So I know we're talking about a bunch of successful female entrepreneurs here in San Antonio, um, but if we, we look at the stats nationwide, this is not the case currently. Uh, and you, you hear some of these anecdotal stories, so um, with a handful of companies, an uh, honest company and a number of these that are founded by females. But I think if you, you really look at this in an analytical way, it's pretty abysmal. Like it's definitely not 50, 50. Um, and women are more than 50% of the college graduates these days as well. So it's not like, well, women just don't have the education to go do this. They have more education than we do as men. Uh, yeah. So what's going on there? So, in our angel investment group, we have a number of female investors, and I think that has um, played into the number of female founders that are seeking angel investments. In the VC space, you're right. In fact, I'm 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 searching for those companies that will you know come and pitch um, our, our VC firm here locally. Uh, we're not finding that the female founders are searching for VC funding, and we're still trying to figure out why. Um, it, I don't think it's for a lack of, of trying. I just don't think they're making the approach. And trying to dig into that deeper, I think, because you have to be very prepared to take VC funding. Um, some women are uh, worried about the failure and maybe they're not ready for the responsibility to go after it, but things are starting to change. With the movement that we're seeing, I'm hoping that we will start seeing more female founders not only go for angel investing, but get into um, front of VCs going for funding at that level. Yeah, I, I think it, it's okay to go out there, fail and start over. Um, it's hard to say that and and for folks that go through um, hitting that point um, they may not feel like it was okay to fail but it really is look and it maybe it could be even better in America but real realistically we have some of the uh, best laws here to enable you to go take those risks and by the way when you, you raise money from a venture capital firm um, if you go through and you the, the business fails and you lose all that, the venture capital knows that they're going to lose money on probably eight out of 10 investments that they put money into. Um, and then one of them might do okay. And then the other one is going to pay for the other nine five times over. And I, and I think we've all heard the stats, you know, women won't go for that promotion until they meet a hundred percent of the criteria. Whereas men feel that they need to meet, you Should know, promoted yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Feeling like they're ready to move in. But I think that comes with confidence that comes with the right mentorship that comes with the right guidance right off the bat. And hopefully these, um, female founders that are now testing the water and we're seeing a lot of success early on 2019 in San Antonio is going to be really exciting because they are now pushing to critical milestones for the next level which will be VC funding yeah oh and I know we have uh, 
a lot of great stuff going on here. So if you are listening uh, on the radio and you've not come down to check out um, Geekdom, uh, you can come down uh, there, uh, get a tour. Uh, they run tours at noon, uh, I think, almost every day of the week. If not every day of the week, um, come down to the second floor in that building, come by our office. Somebody from uh, uh, the CyberTalk team will give you a tour of Geekdom. Uh, you can get three hours of free parking. Um, when I'm going to say free, the parking is free with purchase of lunch across the street at uh, Mexican Manhattan. So get yourself some Mexican food, come down for lunch, get a tour of Geekdom, and uh, get involved in this. And, and there are people, as Kath said there, that you'll uh, start talking about uh, what you're working on, what you want to see happen, and you'll find two or three other people uh, that will want to get going on that with you. Uh, there's also a, a number of startup weekends if the weekdays are not a great time for you uh, throughout the year. So just uh, look at the Geekdom website. Uh, look at uh, Startup Weekend. You can Google or DuckDuckGo or uh, whichever search engine you like to Bing um, and use that and go from there. And, and also, even if you're not a founder, if you're looking to join a startup, maybe you want to be the next CTO. Maybe you're looking for a, a, a co-founder role. There are so many opportunities to come in and, and find the right fit for you. And I think those are the conversations that a lot of these founders are having is how do I expand? How do I grow my team where do i find the talent and i say go to geekdom <laughs> sit down talk to the people around you because i think they're looking for something too and it's amazing what the connections you'll make um just by being at the right place at the right time yeah so as an investor how often do you invest in solo founder companies versus one with two or three founders so i will tell you on the vc side we we only invest in founding teams. We will make and bend the rule maybe now and again, but we know how lonely it is at the top and the best teams are the ones that drive performance um, and would be able to return uh, VC scale returns. Yeah. So as uh, all the startups that are successful out there will tell you that it's not just a straight line to the top. Anyone that says it's a straight line to the top is lying. Uh, it's a crazy roller coaster ride, and it's hard to ride that roller coaster alone for sure. And you, you don't always come into the CEO role well rounded. You need those other complementing pieces around you uh, to make the idea go and grow. And I think that's where you need that well balanced team to be able to take it to the next level. So what's next? Like we look out on this horizon. So I think 2019, we're going to see uh, a number of more, a number of companies here in San Antonio start to uh, receive some bigger venture rounds. Um, I know some of the ones coming out of Realco right now, I'm, I could see them raising um, some pretty substantial rounds in 2019 with the trajectory some of those companies are on. Uh, you've got... Um, Big companies here in San Antonio doing acquisitions of tech startups for maybe the first time that I can ever remember. So, like HEB acquired Favor. Um, there's what's what's coming for this ecosystem over the next couple of years. I expect to see more startups getting funded by 2019, and I will credit the accelerators, the incubators. Um, even the universities are coming through with amazing entrepreneurship programs that are getting 
these students primed for the real world to starting their own business. So they're coming out into the market better prepared, well, well with a foundation on how to grow a business. So the pitches are getting better, the ideas are getting better, the structure is in place, and the marketing strategy is, is, is starting to really come into focus. So I expect um, a lot um, in the new year with all of these resources coming together, turning out really strong startup potential. Yeah, it's just funny. As, as you were talking about this, I'm watching out the window here on the street, and I watched a, a VC walk by with a female CEO. Yes, so of an, another company we did not mention yet. So it's a Mellow Bee. Uh, they're building uh, meditation cushions uh, and uh, headquartered here in San Antonio. I've done some trials with some major national retailers. They also sell via their website. Uh, wonderful meditation cushions. If you are into meditation, check them out. Uh, super high quality um, and uh, doing some great things there. Uh, wonderful story behind how that whole business got started too. Hopefully they tell it on their website. If they don't, if it's not told on your website, Julia, you need to add the story to your website. As we wrap up here, any closing thoughts? I, I just want to uh, recap Alamo Angels we're really true to our name. These are angels that want to not only invest in your idea, they want to be a part of your journey, uh, passionate about, about growing the ecosystem here in San Antonio and surrounding areas. And it's events like these and efforts that get us really excited and allow us to know exactly what's going on in San Antonio and giving us a good signal on how we can get involved so more events please yeah so if you uh just tuned into 1200 wai and you were expecting to hear basketball the game is over uh but this is cyber talk radio and uh we've been talking about uh the startup ecosystem uh, alamo angels um and venture capital investing in san antonio uh you can uh, listen to the rebroadcast and replay of this episode of, of our program on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. It'll go up on Tuesday, uh, October the 30th. You can also listen to CyberTalk Radio on any of your favorite podcasting services. If you have a service uh, out there that you use where you do not find our program, uh, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. We will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt and we will get... Uh, our program added to your favorite podcasting service. Uh, some folks have asked me if I start my own podcasting service that you're not listed on, can I have a t-shirt? Yes. If you're willing to do the startup work to start a podcasting service and put a website up, you, you've earned yourself a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt, so just let us know. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we will be back uh, with you every weekend, and we will be with you all the time on the internet at www.cybertalkradio.com.